Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. You heard the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back after a interesting weekend. And we also have King here as well. Hey, how you doing, buddy? How you doing, buddy? Ah, um, still kicking. Still kicking. Hey, 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 you. You and me. Hey, four and one, <laughs> five and oh. Look at us. Uh, Look you know, at us. Your 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 game was your game was uh it, well first off I I totally forgot it was a 9 a.m. game so I slept through like 99 percent of the game. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> um, but my Eagles, man, I'll, I'll tell you what. In the past two weeks, what they've shown me is one they know how to they they know how to come back when they're down. Um, from two weeks ago, and then this game, this was just an ugly game, like a, a, a dirty game. You know, like it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't the hardest. Those, but are, the, those are the games. But see, that's th- those are the games that the Cardinals apparently give you. Like the, the Cardinals are so schizophrenic when it comes <laughs> to how they play. Like it's hard to gauge on on what kind of game you're going to get. And it was a good back and forth game there for a while. But again. At the end, what you saw was Jalen and the Eagles close them out. Yeah, which some teams again the Raiders had trouble doing, and and the Raiders, the Raiders may be the best one in four team I've ever seen, which which sucks for them, and it's definitely not a moniker anybody wants. But I mean, it's it's they seem to be bitten by bad luck or just not being able to close out some teams like that game they had against the Cardinals, uh, where it seemed like they had that game in hand. The Cardinals come back in the fourth quarter, win it in overtime when it, it seems like there's no way that should have happened. Uh, the Eagles showed you that they can close, and they've shown uh, against, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say mediocre opponents, because if, if, if you're playing an NFL game. You're playing an NFL yeah. game. To me, I, I, I subscribe to the fact that, you know, uh, most of these teams, if you're in the NFL, if you're on an NFL team, if you're on an NFL squad, that's going to be a tough one to get. Even the games that are blowouts or that are shutouts, like we had one this weekend again. Yeah, uh, 
you know, those are so surprising and unexpected because they are NFL games. So, uh, but yeah, man, I'll tell you what, your Eagles are are looking good. They they're again they're 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 closing out games. Uh, Jalen Hurts looks to be that fucking guy, man. He really does. Um, well, and I saw last week before, like the you know leading up to last week's game. Um, there was rumors or rumblings of Howie Roseman already going to Jeffrey Lurie and starting to get a contract proposal in place to start opening up negotiations with Hertz. I mean, I would start talking to him now because the way this team looks, it doesn't look like Hertz is well, going to regress much I'd if say, there is. Listen, I, with something like that, I'd say get your crew together, start in-house talking about what you would want the contract to be and how negotiations negotiations will go and da 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 and see what happens you know wait till the end of the year see what happens see how far you get see how well he performs through the end because remember Carson Wentz's first year he he's the reason the Eagles had the number one seed yeah like he played so well that season and he just he got injured in the Rams game and Foles took him the rest of the way. But now look at Carson Wentz today, you know, what are we, five years out? Yeah. And he seems to be a running joke now in the NFL of just how absolutely inconsistent uh, he is and, and how he's just not that guy. He's not your franchise quarterback, if you want, so much so that Ron Rivera's taking a dump on him, you know, his own head coach. Yeah, I, I so, saw that. Um, when you look at it that way, like if I'm the Eagles – you know, I would take that as a cautionary tale and just be like, okay, he's performing well. Let's see how the rest of this goes, and then we'll talk in the off season. But for right now, man, I'll tell you what, uh, he looks like he looks like that guy. And as as the season goes on, you're gonna you're gonna find out more. Now they're going up against uh, the Cowboys this week, I think, right? Yeah, we, we, uh, that's Sunday, a Sunday night game. Sunday night game against the Cowboys, um, and against that defense. That's a well, test. That's gonna be the test, and this this is gonna be the other test too. Like uh, after the game Sunday, it was like Monday or something. I saw come out that from this point forward, we have the twenty eighth easiest schedule, and so obviously all the questions are questions, and, and the remarks are coming out. Well, they haven't played anybody yet. Well, yeah, we might have the twenty eighth easiest schedule, but we got the Cowboys still this week, and one more time, still got the Giants twice. You know, so there's still some games to gauge which team this is is this a playoff team a possible super bowl a contender team or is this just a mirage that can't beat the good teams well as as a giants fan i understand exactly where you're coming from because that's all that you hear uh, it, it, you know the giants yeah they're four and one but you know who are they played what are they really doing so then, as we were alluding to earlier in this segment, uh, with the London game uh, against Green Bay, and the Giants were eight-point underdogs. Yeah, I'm so pissed game. I didn't put money on this game. And there were people, <clears throat> Pat McAfee, <clears throat> who were who in their picks took the alternate spread of the Packers as a ten-point favorite, just to increase the odds. And try, they were like, they, they were so confident. That Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were gonna not just beat the Giants, but kind of embarrass us. Yeah, they were like, "Well, the Giants, cute story, three and one, but now they're actually playing Aaron Rodgers and and the Packers." And even though the Packers might be a little bit not what we thought they were, 
They're still probably one of the best teams in the East. Giants aren't going to do anything. Sure enough, the Giants, with no receiving core. Yeah. Like, everybody is on injured reserve. We had injuries on our line. We have to deal with Neil. I think he might have been out because he had a neck injury. So maybe that's help. Maybe that's another reason why we did well. Uh, uh, Evan Neal wasn't in there. Uh, and I, I'll say this. Everybody who, for the last couple of years, have been taking shots at and kind of taking a dump on Daniel Jones and, uh, you know, say, like, he's not the guy. He's goofy looking. He's never going to be an NFL's quarterback. And he sucks. He's a backup at best and all that stuff. Um, y'all can suck the fattest part of my <laughs> dick right now. All right? Because what he did in that game, and everybody's and the problem is now everybody's still saying, well, it's fucking Saquon. Saquon's doing it all. And don't get me wrong. Saquon is doing some great shit. Yeah. Thank God he's he, he got a little injured. In, the, in that London game with his shoulder. And this also leads to my point, though, back to Daniel Jones. The most impressive drive I have seen from the New York Giants in the last three-plus years, probably four years, happened in that London game. In the third quarter, Giants get the Packers to go three and out. Okay. They get the ball. Deep in their own territory. I think we're on our own five or four. It was like a 90, We were 96 yards away. Saquon was not in the game. He was out getting checked because of his shoulder. So there's no Saquon in the game. It's We have no wide receivers. And it's basically just Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones takes the Giants and marches them down on just an absolutely incredibly stunning drive, 96 yards, to get a touchdown to pull us to within seven at that point. Because at that point, we were down... I'm sorry, not seven. Uh, we were down 10. It was 20 to 10, I think, at that point. Okay. Uh, so, like, just seeing that drive and seeing how Daniel Jones composed himself. And then, of course, you got the shot, the bloody hand. He's out there, <laughs> yeah. but he's still he's going up there. Like, oh, man. It's like the nar- everything was just coming together. And you're sitting here like, you know, I felt like Terrell Owens. I was like, that's my quarterback. <laughs> here, that's my man. That's the man right there. Yeah. And the, the way he performed in that game, especially in that drive, and then Saquon comes back into the game, and you're like, oh, okay, Saquon, he's okay. He seems to be all right. And then, like, his first carry on that drive goes 30 fucking yards. And it's like, you know, the the Giants are there. And we shut out Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in that second half. Yeah. And people still want to sit there and say then, all right, well, they did beat the Packers in London, but the Packers are really down right now. We don't know if they're going to be any good. So it's like nobody wants to give the Giants that credit yet. Or Dable that could, oh, the Giants, cute story, really good. But what if they actually, when are they going to play somebody that, that's to a caliber? Well, now we got the Ravens coming in. And so that, that's that a huge be a good, test yeah. right there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Back-to-back games like that should be a good, you know, for the, for the people that are the naysayers, that should make them go, hmm. It de- and if again, they... it depends on how we play. And if we lose or get blown out, <clears throat> so be it. It's part of me there. Uh, you know, and it just showed it. You know, I I put it as a measuring stick game. I put last week as the Packers. I said that's a measuring stick game for the Giants. I said that's going to tell us kind of where we are, whether we're keeping that progress going that that it looks like we had, or if that was a mirage, or what's the case. And right now, again, with the Packers game, it looked like okay. The, by the measuring stick, it looks like the Giants are 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 there. They're they're not regressing as you were saying with the eagles yeah you know like you don't think jalen's gonna regress 
you know, the Giants so far haven't shown any signs of going backwards, of regressing. This game coming up the Ravens is, again, this is going to be a measuring stick game. This is a team, a very good team. People have in their top three or four of the power rankings uh, people think are very good and people, I assume, would be thinking are going to go uh, and and beat up on the Giants. Could they? Sure, but again, this it, it, we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out how good the Giants are. We're gonna have, find out how good the Ravens are, and we're gonna find out if people will finally give the Giants their due if they perform well in this game. And, and see that that's one of my questions for my my Eagles too. Is now I, I didn't see any, any um, sports news yet today. If there was any confirmation, but I know towards I know last week before the game, the Dallas game. There was talks of Dak Prescott may be available for the Eagles game. Um, obviously, uh, not uh, Rush from the Cowboys. They're, they're quarterback now. Uh, what's he five and zero, four and zero, something like that. Uh, the Cowboys are four and one currently. So, yes. so he's four and zero. The only game they lost was that I believe the first game where Dak got hurt. Yeah, they lost that game, and then they've got they've won every game that Cooper, Cooper Cush. Every game that Cooper Cush has been in there, Cooper Rush. Uh, they've uh, they've won. Uh, whether you want to put that up to Cooper Rush or you want to put it up to the defense and Cooper just managing well, which he has. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and sometimes uh, that's all uh, you need. They've done well. You know, that sometimes that's all you need. I mean, you look back at the the Ravens um, Super Bowl run with uh, Trent Dilfer. He's nowhere near a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he managed the game. Grant, they had a uh, all time great defense there. Listen, I, I think this is slightly different simply because, you know, while the Cowboys defense might be good, they're not that Ravens defense. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying. That Ravens defense could have won with you or me as quarterback. I mean, it, you know did, what I'm it saying? didn't help Ray Lewis had guns out there and everything to. Uh, <laughs> stop. It, it was, first of all, it was a knife that, that would happen. It, it stop. Oh, so he brought a knife to a gunfight. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, anyway. But, but I mean, anyway. if Philly beats the Dallas team with Cooper starting, then obviously the, the questions have to be ended. You know, is this the, the Super Bowl Eagles team that might be, or if they, if they play Dak, where the past couple seasons have been close games minus, I think, one game. I think it was like three, four years ago we lost. We got blown out. It was like 40 to 10 or something like that. Um, will the questions stay there with Philly because then the questions will be there with Dallas. I think the question I think either way you're going to have questions. I think if the Eagles beat the Cowboys uh on Sunday it'll be all right, they beat the Cowboys, but it was Cooper Rush, it was a backup quarterback. You know, we'll see how yeah, they do. Yeah, but a backup if, quarterback that's if, 4 and 0. If, if they beat the Cowboys with Dak, the, it'll be yeah, but maybe Dak came back a week too early. We don't know. They they maybe they should have stuck with Cooper Rush in there. What I'm basically what I'm telling you is that if the Eagles win, you're going to have the people who are high on the Eagles saying, "Man, the Eagles are definitely a Super Bowl contender from the NFC," and the people who aren't high on the Eagles are going to be saying, "Yeah, but you know who did they beat? They really didn't beat the you know the Cowboys. It's going to go one way or the other. Yeah, you know there there's you know it's going to be a no win situation in that case. Um, you know, so you just as 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 a as a fan of the team. I would say you kind of have to just stay focused on yourself, stay focused on the team, and 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 you know have your own opinions. But look at it objectively. Like I'm saying, look at the Eagles and be like, you know, don't get too high on them. 
don't say, oh, fuck it, man, we're going. There's no, there's no question. We're the best. We're the favorites right now. Yeah. But also, you know, don't get too low and be like, well, maybe people are right. Maybe we haven't played anybody in the moment. We play somebody, we'll get blown out or do something like that. Like, you can't have that. Like, with the Giants, I'm just enjoying this ride. Yeah. Because this is, and I, I, being four and one at this point, no fucking expectations whatsoever, you know? And, and, and again, that's, you know, like I said to you a couple weeks ago, that's how 2017 was with me with Philly. You know, just enjoyed the ride. And I, I think it was probably about three quarters of the way through the season. I started to go, we might have something here. And then when Wentz got hurt, I was like, oh, there's the Philly team, the, the Philly luck that I know. But then Foles came in. And, well, and Foles didn't play well at the end of the regular season there. He, he took off in the playoffs. And uh, But that that's why I just look at your Giants, and that, that just screams 2017 you know, no one likes us and we don't care mentality type thing. And, you know, looking, it, it, it's, it's, you have to, you have to enjoy it for what it is and you have to see it for what it is. And that's the thing. If we beat, if the Giants beat the Ravens this weekend, I'm, my expectations and, and my, and my levels of, oh shit, what's going on? They're going to be a lot higher. Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, well, we, we might actually, you know, cause even now at four and one, I'm like, you know what? If, if we make the playoffs, I think it'll be great. I'm not expecting it. I don't want to sit there and have it to be like an expectation there. Uh, you know, because, you know, it's still like oh, there's still a lot there. There's still first year head coach, you know, as good as everything seems to be going and how well he's put this team together and, and uh, have game plans there. You know, it's still a first year head coach. So you're like, you want to pump your brakes on that. Daniel Jones, uh, you know, has good stats in in his in his time with the Giants and this is the thing everybody always says oh Daniel Jones sucks he's always sucks he's terrible he's laughable his stats are comparable to Josh Allen yeah. they really are I swear to God oh you're just trying to pull numbers no these are numbers like completion percentages touchdown to interception ratios yeah. uh, uh, yards per game things like that that's what you know the, the 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 staple statistics that you judge all quarterbacks by these are the numbers in which you can compare Daniel Jones and Josh Allen and they're similar outside of the win and loss records. And, you know, I think obviously maybe uh, turnovers. I think Daniel Jones probably got a little bit more. But it's not by much. Yeah. Because people forget that Josh Allen his first two years sucked dick. Yeah, there, were, there was even the same type of questions with him in those first couple of years. Is he yeah. the, the quarterback for the Bills? They were like, oh, the Bills fucked up their pick. They got Josh Allen, and he's fucking dog shit on the field. His first year, he was terrible. Yeah. He was legitimately bad. So... You look at what Daniel Jones is doing uh, with no receivers, with just his legs and his athleticism. Vanilla Vic, as I call him. You know, the dude <laughs> is, you know, he was Danny Dimes. He's Vanilla Vic now because my man is whatever you want to say about a white person who can run. Sneaky, athletic, high motor, you know, uh, a lunch pail guy, you know, uh, first first in, last to leave. However, you know, people describe white people with athleticism now. Uh, he's it. <laughs> You know, he has that ability to change field position, change games with his mobility, with his athleticism, and in doing so, helps to open up stuff for Saquon for the receiving core of which half of them suck and the other half are injured. Uh, you know, the, the, it, it's maybe it's smoke and mirrors. Maybe it's, you know, some opponents aren't as good as we thought they were. Maybe Whatever the case is. The, the Giants are doing it, and these are games the Giants have would lose and have lost in the last four or five years. These are games the Giants don't win, and they're winning now. That's a that's a positive step. 
Yeah. Now, kind of sticking with quarterbacks too, though, and and you brought up Carson Wentz and what Ron Rivera said. Um, Jesus Christ. Me and you always like. I mean, you liked Carson coming out till he got drafted by Philly, and I've always been a Carson fan. I have. I have. Yep. I remember that. I mean, is it time to call him a, a, a bust? A first-round pick? I don't want to say an NFL quarterback bust. Uh, he, I think he still could be a serviceable quarterback, but he is not a first-round talent. He's a... I, whatever, I don't know what happened uh, after that injury. Maybe the injury fucked him up more than we thought. Maybe there's... like I, I don't know, but... He got married. That's what happened. Uh... Don't, don't. <laughs> just, just don't think just about don't. it. Every 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 top tier quarterback once they get married they go they go to shit they go nuts. You know. Yeah. No. Tom Brady married the world's one of the world's hottest supermodels and his career really declined after that. <laughs> well, Although now we, he might he we, might be getting divorced, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we, then we will we'll be see. talking about Tom Brady in a little bit here because oh yeah, uh, these fucking but, refs. But uh, but yeah, Wentz. Either way. Uh, no, like I, I'm again, like I said, I'm a Wentz fan. I, I have been since he was at North Dakota State. Uh, I I really was rooting for him until he got drafted by the Eagles, and then even then, I was like, it was good to see him doing well. And when they got rid of him, and people were like, "Fuck, get him out of fucking Philly," I was like, "Man, the Eagle fans, man, they just they don't know. They get rid of a good guy, you know, they turn on him, but that's Philly. That's what happens." Um, you know, but and all the time when he went to Indianapolis, I'm like, man, this is this might be where he blossoms again. He's got Frank Reich. He's got, you know, uh, such a good situation there with the. Yeah, he's got Jonathan Taylor. He's got uh, 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 he's got receiving core. Like he's he had he had tools there yeah. to succeed in Indianapolis, um, and he completely fucked it up. And then especially at the last game of the year. Uh, down in Jacksonville, which it just seems like the Colts are cursed in Jacksonville anyway, no matter who's quarterback. But um, like when the playoffs are on the line and you perform that badly, like that game got him kicked out of Indianapolis. Uh, and now he's in Washington. And to tell you the truth, there's been a couple games where I think Washington could have won if it wasn't for how Wentz kept on fucking up. And like I don't want to call him a bust. I don't want to sit there and say, like, his time is done, and and that you know the, the idea of him being an NFL starter is 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 past. Yeah. But I think honestly it is, you know. And again, he could be a good backup, a serviceable backup, and you need those in the NFL today. Uh, you know, as, as we've seen already with with you know Tua and then Bridgewater himself going down. And, yeah. Uh, you know, with with other court, Trey Lance got injured. You know, uh, so you know Garoppolo staying with the Forty ers was a big coup for them. But would you say um, Carson Wentz is the new Ryan Tannehill? No, because Ryan Tannehill was able to resurrect his career and to show. Because here's the thing: it's not even resurrect his career; it's that. Ryan Tannehill was in a bad spot down there in Miami with Adam Gase yeah. uh, in that situation, and that kind of put the stink on him, and that was it. Once he got out of Miami and away from Gase uh, and went to Tennessee, he blossomed, and he became an NFL starting quarterback. Um, Wentz had his rookie year there in Philadelphia where he was gangbusters. He played very well, uh, and then he got injured. Right before the playoffs, and the Eagles would not have had the number one seed without 
yeah. Carson Wentz there. They would not have had it. Yeah. Um, so a big reason the Eagles won that Super Bowl was because of Carson Wentz. But he gets injured. Foles comes in. They make that run to the Super Bowl. They win. And and Wentz is just comes back, but he's never the same. That team is never the same. Uh, he he just never performs the way he 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 did in that first season. He has his good days, his bad days. He's erratic, schizophrenic, if you would, with how he plays. Goes to Indianapolis, then he shows those same traits, and you're like, maybe it was just Philly, maybe it was just the situation he was in, and then you see what happens in Indy, and it's like, okay, it's not. So then he goes to Washington, and it's the same thing. It's and, and you that, know, good Carson, bad Carson, yeah, and you can't do that. And that's the thing. That's that's where I'm at. Like, I'm torn because. Like we said uh, last week or the week before about him, when he's good, he's good. Like he's a fantastic quarterback. He's fantastic top five quarterback. or top six in, in passing yards. But when he's bad, it's like holy shit. What? Where's the other guy at? Right. But you can't. And that's the problem is that a lot of times he's the same in the same game. He's both in the same game. But a lot of times he's bad, Carson. At the end of the game, when you need <laughs> yeah. it to be good, Carson. Yeah. So you know that's it. It's unfortunate. I like him a lot, and I wish I wish it was a better circumstance for him. But um, you know, it's it, it, you you are what your record says you says you are. You are what 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 people see, and you know that's the eyeball test when it comes to Carson. You know, it it, it reminds me of uh, of uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is a very good NFL starting quarterback. Okay. He absolutely is, uh, I, I, and I don't think there's a question about that. But when you look at Kirk Cousins with the eyeball test, what's the one thing that everybody knows about him? He can't sucks. play in prime time. Yeah, he sucks at prime time. He cannot play when the lights are brightest. And if you want to succeed at all in the NFL, you have to play in the bright lights when all the attention is on you, ready to go. And he has always seemed to struggle with those games. Yeah, and. That's going to be a bugaboo about him. That's going to follow him his whole career until he changes that narrative. And with Carson, it's the same thing. Until he now changes this kind of stink that's on him of being, you know, a, a, a coin flip quarterback, you know, good, good Carson, bad Carson, who's going to show up and when are they going to show up? Until he can fix that and and shake that kind of persona, that narrative that's been attached to him, that's that's going to stick with him no matter where he goes, and the only person that can change that is Carson by how he plays. Yeah, and I I, I do kind of remember something from his his rookie year. He had a um, what do they call him, sports therapist. Oh, did he? And then you know he had the injury, and then I guess he felt like he was he was good to go, so he stopped going, and then he just went to shit. And I don't think he ever went back. So I, that might be something he needs to get back to. You know, I don't know because I, I know he's big into uh, God and Jesus and all that yeah. kind of nonsense. So maybe that's a case where he was just like, you know, the therapy was good, but now maybe maybe that's a thing that his wife introduced him to. I don't know. Was yeah. like, you know, you don't need therapy. All you need is Jesus, and and so now he gave that up and. You know, I don't know. Is trying to heal his 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 mental illness through the power of prayer. 
and I got to tell you, uh, that doesn't work. No. Uh, <laughs> as, as somebody who has quite a bit of mental illness and was raised Catholic, just doesn't work. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you'd hope that maybe that's something he can recognize in himself and can get that fixed. But, you know, uh, uh, we, we, we don't know. And, and, and again, we don't know if even if that is the, the issue or if that is the problem. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, I, I hope he does well. I hope he I hope he fixes whatever's fucking uh, yeah, him up. There, if if he doesn't turn around by you know the end of this year, then yeah, like you said, he's 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 just going to be bouncing around. You know, he's going to bounce around from team. I, I think he'll be in the NFL. You know, he, he is talented. He is he could come in and do you know two three drives if the starting quarterback gets hurt. But unless he turns around, that that's going to be his. Maybe he'll be the next Chase Daniels. He'll be the highest. Uh, well, this is uh, gross this salary. Is gonna, this is going to be this is going to be a him. The Washington Football Team of Commanding Redskins is the last stop for him to to rehabilitate this kind of image he has. If he doesn't get that done before the end of the year, if he doesn't somehow switch this up by the end of the year, this is this is his stigma going forward, and he's probably going to be a a, a lifelong backup from that point for however much longer he's in the league. Yeah. Um, so switching up, let's uh, let's go to our, our weekly refs suck corner. Um, the is, it, is it just me or the refs kind of been a little bit more sucky this year than they have Dude, recently in the know, past? I'm glad you brought that up because after watching that that Tom Brady you know roughing the passer so called call, I was like. God, these guys keep getting worse and worse and worse every year. And you know, so like the, the the Tampa Bay, the Tom Brady fans are, well, you know, the roughing passer penalties, throwing stats out there. He's actually not the highest um, one uh, to have a, a call called for him. But the, the, I mean, what what did the rest want the guys to do? I mean, he, well, he, he landed here, on him. There, here's a couple things. Here's a couple things. Number one, uh, Tom Brady's like Michael Jordan. He's going to get those calls. If it's even close, if the ref in his mind says, is that roughing? He's going to get the roughing call just simply because he's Tom Brady. Just like how Jordan used to get the fouls that nobody else would get simply because he was Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's just, that's just what it is. Um, so par- part of me has... Almost like I'm resigned to that fact. Same thing with same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Same thing with some of the the, the, the bigger name guys. Now again, you see things that happen like with Tua, or you think you see like other guys. It they don't get those calls. They don't even get second looks. Yeah. But again, they're because they're other guys. You know what I mean? Uh, but for the big names, the big name people, they're gonna get those calls. Um, there's a couple things with that one though. Is just how how unbelievably poor the call was and the timing of the call itself. Yes. The Falcons are storming all the way back. They're getting close. They need a three and out to go ahead and get the ball back to end the game. Obviously, they don't have any more timeouts left. They get the sack on Brady. He doesn't hit him in the head. He wraps him up, takes him to the ground, doesn't land on top of him, doesn't do, you know, follows Br- Brady actually landed on top of him. That you've been told to do as a defender yeah. to make sure that you don't do that, he did, and he still got the flag thrown on him. Uh, that's I think you know it, it. It was not only that it, of the timing of it, 
because then it's a 15-yard penalty first down. Tampa Bay can kneel out just the clock. Just kneeled now. it out, yeah. It ended the game. Yeah. So it's it's not only is it a bad call, but it's a bad call right when the Falcons were mounting a comeback, and and it it seems completely and utterly unfair for that to have happened at, at that moment to have that egregious of a call. And the other thing too is that it's not even borderline. Yeah. It wasn't even a borderline call. Like where you can sit there and say, all right, I can see and I can understand maybe what the ref saw, even though it was a wrong call, I can understand it. There's none of that there. And you because when you watch it and you watch it in real time, you see that he doesn't whip him to the ground. He doesn't hit him in the head. He doesn't land on top of him and put all his weight on him. None of those things happen. It was a perfect tackle that you have to have on a quarterback nowadays yeah. in order to do it. And and he followed every single step that you would want and still got called for the roughing the passer. It you know, it and, and it cost Atlanta a game, a division game, by the way. Yeah. In which they're still very much in the race in the South because the Buccaneers haven't been that good so far this year. Yeah. Or as good as people thought they were going to be. And, and the funny so, part is about how you just described how he didn't whip them around. That's the the the, the main reason why that ref threw the flag because during that's their, the reason he gave, he gave. after the game. Yep. He said that well because we saw how he unnecessarily uh, uh, threw him to the ground and it's like nope didn't unnecessarily throw. Yeah, I know what he's talking about. I know. In his mind, what he's trying to say, like in his mind, he's thinking about what we saw with Tua. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, that's what he was doing. He was doing. He did a fucking Brock Lesnar and fucking German suplexed him on the back of his neck." Yeah. No, anybody with eyeballs who watched it and even watched it in real time can tell you that's not what happened. And I mean, you know, as much as I don't like Brady, I I don't blame him. You know, they they asked him, "What do you think about the flag?" You know, I don't throw the flags. I mean, it, it's it's what is the he going to say? What do you want him to say? Yeah. Um, well, say, oh, no, what a terrible call. Well, we, we really lucked out there or something like that. No, he's going to say, you know. Listen, the only I, thing I did not like about the whole play, too, was after I, I missed it the first time uh, when this happened, but Brady tried to kick uh, Grady Jackson. I think I think that's who it was, Grady Jackson. He tried to kick him, but no flag for that. Well, I didn't see that. Yeah, like when uh, Jackson was getting up, Brady rolled over and, and kicked him in the, the calf. Are like, you sure about that? Is it sure you just didn't see it? Are you sure? I'll have to go back and look yeah. at it. I don't know. I'm but not going to get it. Also, like, it was such a bad call that, you know, there was like two minutes left, obviously. Uh, the Tampa Bay just were, was able to kneel it out, which in football time, it's still like five, seven minutes. And no, 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 no. They, they, that was it because Atlanta had no more time out. No, no, no. I mean, the, the two minutes takes another five, seven minutes in real time. You, not you really. Know. Not in that case because Atlanta had no time out. Yeah, that's true. But. The the whoever was calling the game, I think it was um, the former Minnesota Vikings running back, and I forget the other guy's name, but they just kept talking about how bad that play call was, that that penalty was, and oh, it is. for for them to keep going on and on and on about it, like that is just bad. No, because it, because it was obvious, because it was obvious to everybody seeing, and they're not gonna. You know, like, what, what are they going to do? Sugarcoat it? They're not going to sugarcoat it because you, you'll call bullshit on them for trying to sugarcoat it. Anybody who watched it saw it was bad. Yeah. When they popped it up on Red Zone, it was bad. 
when you hear the you know the next day the talking heads uh talk, you know rich eisen and and uh, dan patrick and, and pat mcafee and you know uh, uh whoever espn's fucking rolling out there now yeah uh, when you hear them talk about it and you see it and that's and that's it. like you you can't hide it you can't hide it you can't sit there and like i said with some bad calls you could sit there and say well i can see what the referee was thinking here even though it's wrong it was a bad call but you can see it and you can understand it and blah 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 there's none of that there because it was such an egregiously bad call and because the tackle was made in in the perfect form that you would want a quarterback to get sacked in nowadays to make sure he doesn't get hurt yeah you know that the NFL has put in into place like that was the that's what you I would use that sack as as film study for how to sack a quarterback in the NFL in 2022. Yeah. Hit him face up. You don't hit him with the crown of the helmet. Yep. There, you know, there's no helmet contact, no contact to the head whatsoever. You wrap him up, you bring him to the ground, and you don't land on top of him. All of the they, they would, uh, check, 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 and check. Everything he did was right, and he still got flagged for it. And the fact that it was also, again, Tom Brady getting the benefit of a call. Yeah. Like, it's a perfect storm for everybody just to throw up their hands and be like, fucking Christ, here it is. It's the word the NFL is in the pocket. Or the, how much you got Giselle to blow the ref? What's going on here? <laughs> this is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Like, so, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, yeah, it was a bad call. Yeah, Brady benefited yet again. Um and, and and the Falcons got a, and got a call, but who knows? Maybe we get some change with it. Maybe they do. Uh, you know, they make it a reviewable play. Although we saw what happened with pass interference when they did that, uh, yeah. and the referees fucked that completely up because they wanted to protect all their buddies. So it didn't matter how egregious uh, a bad pass interference call was; it was always going to be call stands on the field. And I have a feeling if they try to do this with the rough and the passer call, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to say. Call stands on the field, you know, uh, and that's what it is. Unless you have you, what, what the NFL has needed, uh, what they kind of did with the XFL, did like that they need transparency with the review process, and I think they need an independent review referee. Uh, I was just about to say that's the only way these these penalties, the, the rules are going to be enforced uh, more correct. I want to say uh, than what they are now, you know. There's a lot. There was a lot of talk of maybe this penalty was thrown because the because of the Tua hit. You know they want to start protecting it a little bit more, so there's no no more. They were always going to overcorrect in that sense. They always were. As soon as the Tua thing happened, everything like that, they were definitely going to overcorrect on keeping people out of the game, uh, making sure like that happened with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, d did he really have a concussion? We don't know, but by all appearances, uh, they were going to be like, we're not fucking chanting him again. Yeah. He's out for the rest of the game. You know, there was always going to be that kind of overcorrection. But there's overcorrection, and then there's just plain wrong. Yeah. And this was wrong on a, on every level that was possible to be wrong. It was wrong. So that will be it for our, our uh, ref suck corner. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. First of all, change the name of that because that sounds like we're sucking off refs. <laughs> that's not what the like fuck a, we're doing. It's just like a last second thing popped in my head. I was like, like I, was, I don't know. I don't know if that's what happens. You know, at the, at the bars you well, go to. You, you know, know you what? what you, you, know, you, you, you pulled that card there. Um, and speaking of pulling, I don't know if you saw the Giants video there. The uh, trainer 
He was getting a massage. <laughs> Shush, I don't want to hear Deshaun Watson did request a trade. I was going to say, I, I heard by halftime Deshaun Watson was requesting a trade to New York. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Sometimes you just get real tense up in these games, man. You just got to get, you got to get, uh, you got to release a little bit. You got to release the tension a little bit. You know what I mean? So it was his muscle, muscle tension. Mm. What are you doing? Get your heads out of the gutter, people. My yeah. God. Yeah, we, we spent seven minutes on Antonio Brown's thing last week. Let's not do it again this week. <laughs> Oh, his giant rod of injustice, whatever. Um, Jesus Christ. So how about uh, uh, how about Devontae Adams uh, getting charged today? Uh, that's, again, that's so stupid. Like, you, it, you know, know he like, apologized to the guy. The First of all, the guy walked in front of him. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The first time I saw the video, I didn't see the him walking across. I saw the original video, of, which looked like Adams just walked up and, like, was walking off the field, but just pushed him out where they got, get on my way. But then when I saw the second one of the guy trying to run across them, I was like, well, buddy, come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you couldn't wait two seconds for him to walk by and then go to the fuck across? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? And, uh, uh, you know, Devontae came out and said, listen, I shouldn't have done it. It was bad. Like, he's one of the few people, like, I, I actually believe the apology where he's just like, listen, I was frustrated. It's bad timing. I should have never done it. I did. I immediately regret it. Very sorry to everybody like that. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, sure. I get it. Um, but also, like, if that was me too, I would have said, fuck that kid. Yeah. That motherfucker jumped in front of me while I'm trying to walk off the field. I'm already pissed off. We blew a fucking big ass lead to a division opponent. We're one in four. We were we were we were called by some to be a division favorite, if not a playoff favorite, and now we're one in four. I'm pissed. I left Green Bay for this. Everything sucks. I'm frustrated. And then this kid's just gonna jump in front of me. Fuck that kid. That would have been my response personally. Uh, so he De- may Devontae face, took the high road. He, he may face a, a suspension, which I don't agree with. No, you know, no, they, they, and I again, I here again, it's the optics, and the league is always going to do things for what the optics tell them for. So they see, you know, they see Devontae Adams shoving some stupid kid carrying gaffer's tape and a and a <laughs> and a stand down because he got in his way. They're going to say, "Well, you can't do that." And, and no then, matter how wrong the kid might have been for jumping in front of a player trying to walk off the field, like. Like how how unaware of your situation of of where you are, and your particular situation that you are, that you decide to jump in front of players walking off the field. Like you, you have to know where you are and what you're doing. Yeah, like like even if let's say even if it's not a player going, let's say it's just like fucking staff leaving the field or whatever. Yeah, why are you running in front of somebody walking down the tunnel? Don't do that. To anybody. Well, I mean, if you're going to do that, you got to make sure you keep your, your head on a swivel. You got to see who's coming and who's going. And fucking move. Knees to chest, man. Yeah. Move them fucking legs. Go, 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 go. Like, you don't fucking do that. Like Samuel like, L. Jackson says, I better see those motherfucking knees hitting your chest. Go. <laughs> go, go, go. I still, I still get a kick out of um, the, the guy that got smeared by Bobby Wagner last weekend or weekend before or the week oh that before. dumb fucking protester yeah. the vegan I wanna, protester I want to press charges again dude you jumped the you jumped the yeah the, no, the there's no pr- listen and see and that's the thing I think that's also the, the, the thing that the players there recognize is that once that happens that guy is he's in the wrong yeah he, he's so you can game. fucking wail on that <laughs> yeah. motherfucker and I, I a lot of times they don't but every now and then they do and seeing Bobby Wagner actually flatten that fucking vegan protester made I mean that that Monday night game was not the best anyway, but man, yeah. that was a fun fucking watch. Just seeing him <laughs> fucking crack that motherfucker. You know, you know, oh, that was fun. You know, it was a fun game to watch. What game was that? Last Thursday night. 
That was a real fun game to watch. Don't no game to to me that game is a lot like Saint Anger and Rocky Five. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Never well, happened. Don't it, it just uh, let's just move the fuck on. I, I was that just, was the fucking worst. I was just talking to some of the the guys that I raced with on Tuesday night, which I almost I almost finished the race last night and I zigged when I should have zagged and blew up. You'll get engine. there, buddy. Yeah. You'll get there one day. But uh I said, who, who's all ready for tomorrow night's game? Commanders versus the Bears. It can't get any worse than last can't week's game. Can't be any worse. That should be the tag. But Come I could see a two to nothing win for one of no. those teams. <laughs> Which is the other thing, too. I guarantee you the NFL is going to. Listen, they've got, you, you, I bet you Roger Goodell and fucking Jeff Bezos went into each one of these teams' fucking training you know, facilities and went, listen, guys, we know you're not the best. We know you're not great. Here. Just fucking air it out. Just do something. <laughs> yeah. I paid over. I paid a billion dollars for this fucking thing. <laughs> and what we had last night was the worst NFL game I've seen in 15 years. So how about we just, uh, you know, none of you are doing anything this year anyway. You know, the Bears, you suck. The, you know, football team of commanding Redskins, you guys suck too. So why don't we just go ahead and just air it out. Have some fun. Just think of it like a playground game. There you go. Just toss it around. <laughs> see what Backyard happens, football. Know. You hey. gotta, you get, you, you gotta, you gotta. We, we we have to have America rinse rinse uh, our mouth out from what the Colts <laughs> and Broncos did. And also, can we? Let's just ask the question here: Is Russell Wilson fucking cooked, dude? What is going on with him? Like, because I think he fucking sucks now. Like, it, I I think he's okay, crossed over you know, into who would you rather? on suck. Who would you rather, Carson or Russell? With how Russell's playing right now, right now at this moment. Just taking again the last five games in yes. consideration. Whew, that's a tough question. That's a tough call. Yeah, that's a tough call. Because here's that's the thing: is it's not like Denver doesn't have wide receivers. I mean, Jesus Christ, uh, Hamler was wide open, and Russell didn't even throw it to him. I I'm gonna have to. I might say Carson. Yeah, I might actually say Carson because man, Russell Wilson is just fucking bad. It's just and bad. You know what? Uh, I I can't remember if it, <clears throat> I can't remember if it was Monday or it was last week, but NFL Network um, Kyle Brandt went on a rant about him and said that Russell, ever since he got that big contract, one of his first big contracts out in Seattle, um, whenever they would have a red carpet event f- for NFL Network or NFL, he just want nothing to do with reporters. Want to just. You know, he came in like, you know, cool Luke Joe with the sunglasses on, like, I'm better than you guys. Whereas J.J. Watt, Aaron Rodgers would come up and talk to them, shake hands. He said ever since then, it's just like he just cares about himself. And he said it's fine to be that way, but you better perform on the field if you're going to be that way. And you're starting to see that the, the, his teammates are not liking him. Yeah, but Kyle Brandt does a lot of cocaine, so I take whatever he says with a grain of salt. But um, maybe, like, I, I don't know, like, the, the, the money change, I think money changes everybody. Oh, it definitely does. Uh, is it is it the fact that he was with Sierra? Like, did he get a bit too big of a head for who he thought he was? Yeah. Maybe. But, you know, listen, you took him out of Seattle, you took him away from, from Pete Carroll, and you got him in Denver with, granted, I don't think his coach is great. Yeah. Uh, he... he you know, I'm, but I don't think the coach is that shitty to pull Russell down that much. No, and I think that's the other thing too is like, you can be a good listen. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to, and he still 
plays very well, and he still has three wins under his belt. Yeah. You know, Russell Wilson has one win. They were lucky to get that one. And it, all the other games, they've been massively boring. And not only have they been disappointing, they've been boring. The fans in Denver are, are trolling their own team. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're counting down the play clock for them because they can't get a fucking playoff. That's not the coach's fault. Like, Russell Wilson has to see that clock. He's made bad decisions as well. Yes, the coach has made bad decisions. Maybe some of the play calling is not the best. But Russell Wilson himself also has not performed, has not played well, and and just... Uh, again, it's he, he, oh, man. He's I, and, I I. And on the flip side, does Seattle know something? I mean, look at Seattle. Geno Smith. Hey, let Geno cook, man. I'll tell you what. The, the, Seattle surprised me because I thought Seattle. Uh, see, this was the thing. It's it. The, the narrative going into the season was that Denver was only missing a quarterback. Yeah. And once they got Russell, it was like, all right, Denver's going to be a fucking team to reckon with. And on the flip side of that, it was like Seattle might be the worst team in the NFL this year. Yeah. It's like they might be tremendously awful. And instead what's happened is Denver, not the quarterback, everybody else, the coach doesn't know how to coach. The quarterback forgot how to quarterback. And Denver has just fallen the fuck apart. Um, Meanwhile, Geno Smith in Seattle is showing that he actually has skills yeah. and that he has the ability to 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 lead a team and to perform well. And Seattle is a hell of a surprise. Um, and the are they is, a good don't, team? Don't no, forget. Is, but they are they are competitive every week. And, and don't forget, Seattle has all those draft picks that they, they got from Denver too. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Well, see, here's the thing. People put a lot more stock in the draft picks than I ever will. Draft picks are a crapshoot at best and it's not a good one the odds are never in your favor in a draft yeah like, unless you ha- unless there's a draft where it's an absolute solid lo- like unless it's Peyton Manning but yeah. here's the problem too is that people don't even know if Peyton Manning was going to be Peyton Manning you had people saying to pick Ryan Leaf number one overall yeah you know so wait, you know you look at that it's again it's a crapshoot you don't you don't know what you get with a draft pick so yeah they got a lot of draft picks but I, I never put too much stock in oh man they really got them they super got Listen, Minnesota got a ton of draft picks from the Dallas Cowboys for uh, uh, Herschel Walker. Walker. Remember that? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Dallas was able to build their dynasty from that. But also there's been other teams that got massive amounts of draft picks and then fell on their face and did nothing. You a- know? A.K.A. So, Mike Dicka. Well, no, that that's another case where they traded away all their draft picks just to get Ricky Williams. Yeah. You know, I forget who they traded. Was it Miami? Or uh, they, I forgot who they traded. Yeah, it all no, to. I, I but forget. that just goes to tell you because whoever that got all of the Saints draft picks didn't do fucking shit. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, to, to think about Denver, yeah, they got rid of their, all their draft picks. They got rid of, uh, they got rid of, who was it, a tight end or two or something like that? Yeah, or, they, they uh, got, they got, or a Fant, I think it was. They got rid of their, their quarterback, uh, Drew Locke. Well, nobody gives a shit about Drew Locke. But I was well, just thinking, I think, I think, they, got, I think right they traded now. Noah Fant too. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, he was. Uh, and, that, and now you're stuck with Russell Wilson, who apparently sucks dick. And, uh, and, that's, and a, that's a huge surprise. And they're stuck with that contract. Yeah, that's the other thing. He, the, you did the contract and did a huge contract based on what you saw in Seattle. Yeah. And now for him to be performing that way now, and it's like, well, I don't know how much of it is guaranteed, but. I'm gonna be looking to maybe get rid of get rid of him anyway and 
You might eat. You might have to eat. You know, a hundred or so million dollars. But yeah. This is another reason why the owners don't want guaranteed contracts. Imagine that motherfucker had a Deshaun Watson contract. Yeah. Now you're on. <laughs> you're on a hook for two hundred and thirty million dollars. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Not a chance. So before we do our blue picks, um, and, and you know, in case there's new listeners listening to us, we don't just talk football. Um, hockey started last night. Fuck the Rangers. Is that who, is that who played? <laughs> uh, it was the Rangers and Lightning. The Rangers yeah. won, I believe, four to one. I'll tell you what, who uh, may be worse than my Flyers and your your Devils, the Sabres. Dude. What makes you say that? Well, me and, and the oldest and the wife went out to Pittsburgh last weekend for the, the Penguins-Sabres game. And let me tell you this. Me and you could have scored on the Sabres. Their defensemen... Right, but, it's, it's, but that was preseason. That's preseason. It, it, it's fine. That's preseason. But their defensemen, like, back doors were wide open. I mean, there's so many adult windows I could make right now about how wide open that door was. I just love that you said windows <laughs> Instead of windows. There you go. Like, you know, well, Jimbo Gage. It's a Jimbo Gage. <laughs> it's always popping out. But, uh... Yeah, by the end of second period, it was five, five nothing. I think it was, and my oldest was like, "Yo, Dad, I'm having a good time. Maybe, maybe the Penguins have scored nine one." I'm like, "No, it is Penguins, and they're playing shitty here." So I'll go back to watching my Facebook stuff. <laughs> but he had I'm a fun t- time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what you you better hope, you better hope that. Uh, Buffalo or somebody else is worse than your Flyers because uh, the, the Flyers could be historically bad this year. And I'll tell you this. I, I know we just talked about, you know, don't put much capital in, into draft picks or whatever, but we will fuck up getting the first overall draft pick. We will somehow win enough games to be in the second or third spot and not be able to get the... the you'll get the, you'll get the draft lottery. Well, the problem is the NHL has a draft lottery. So yeah. you could be the worst team by a mile. And still not get the first pick. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah so, about that. uh, and and with the way the Flyers look has been these last couple of years, that could very well happen. And, and, but I, I will say, if there's one part of my Flyers I'm excited to see, you no, know, it's not gritty. Even though I, you know, I like gritty. Um, our our head coach, I like how he is just straightforward and and, and calls it how it is. Shit, he had during his training camp. There was well, that's Tortorella. That's always been Tortorella. Uh, yeah, I know, and I think that's what we needed. Like, I really thought Vignot when he came in, I thought maybe he he could get that uh, going there, like with that that type of personality. But it just it didn't work, and it sucks because I, I really think Carter Hart could be a very good goalie in this this league, but he has shit defensemen around him that don't really help him out. Well, he can't stay fucking healthy either, because I, I I think he's. Trying to put everything on his shoulders, and uh, no, he's just he's just injury prone, and that's you know it's it, it, it's a shame, you know, and you and you would hope that you know it, it would be better for him, but you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't think he's a Henrik Lundqvist type. Henrik Lundqvist was somebody who literally put the the Rangers made two Stanley Cup Finals with Henry, Henrik Lundqvist, and they did so simply because of Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. And that was the only reason they ever made it that far. Yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm not saying Carter Hart was that, but I'm not saying he's, you know, Alex Lyons from the the Phantoms a couple of years ago who was real good down there. But the Flyers have always had goaltending problems. 
Uh, but yeah. they were able to cover it up with uh, either a good offense or a good defense or both. And and they've they've had uh, successes, you know, with that kind of formula. But when you have goaltending issues and your goaltending does suck, and then you have Carter Hart who, man, he would be great, but he's never in net because he's never fucking healthy. Yeah. Uh, so then you just have a net full of a rotating door of literally and figuratively of goaltenders, uh, and you don't have a good defense and you have no offense to speak of. Uh, it's a recipe for disaster. Last season was an absolute disaster for the Flyers. This season looks like it's going to be much of the same, if not worse. It might be better. John Torrella has done uh, miracles uh, with very little. So maybe just by his force of will, the Flyers can can be better than the absolute worst team in the NHL. But I don't think they're going to be much better than the worst team in the NHL. So we'll see. All right, The Devils are going to be mediocre. At best, I would hope for more. Uh, we'll see. We got rid of uh, PK. He he retired, so that helped. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Were you surprised in, in by some that? Sense. What's that? Were you surprised by that? Him retiring? I don't care. I'm happy. I'm happy he's off the double. I'm happy he's gone. Oh, yeah. So he was a terrible defenseman. He gave up so many pucks. He gave up so many odd man opportunities. Uh, uh, he he was not good as a hockey player. Yeah. If you you want to talk about maybe what his charity work does and. Uh, his community involvement and stuff like that—that's fine. That's great. That's wonderful. But for what he's for what his job is, what he was supposed to do, being a defenseman on an NHL hockey team, he fucking blew ass. So uh, <laughs> I'm happy to see him not on the double squad. Uh, and that's why you know we'll see what we do this year. Uh, again, we have a great young offensive core. Uh, our goaltending is a big question mark, as as it has been for the last couple ever since Marty retired, really. <clears throat> Pardon me. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where the Devils end up. But I, I, I'm not. I'm not too high or too low on the Devils. We'll just. I'm kind of in a in a let's see situation. Okay. Huh. All right. Uh, we'll do our blue picks. Yeah. Why not? Is it brought to us by Dubby? Why? Yes, it is. Dubby oh, gives you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Dubby gives you focus and energy without the crash or jitters. Has no sugar fillers or artificial dyes. Head over to w.gg and use the the product code promo code sorry promo code st sports eighteen all capital letters to get ten percent off your purchase. That's wonderful and that's good too, man. As some of me diabetic, you know you can't get a lot of the energy drinks out there because all of them got the sugar in it. But here's the other thing: even if you're not diabetic, you don't get the sugar. So you don't get the sugar crash. So you don't have to worry about that. You don't get the jitters. You don't get all the caffeine jitters and the sugar jitters. You don't look like a crackhead walking around your house. Your mom doesn't know what's wrong with you. Your wife doesn't know what's <laughs> wrong with you. You're just shaking around, looking like you're having a fit. Doesn't You don't get that with Dubby. You know what you get? You just get energy. You get focus. You're able there, and you're able to play your games. Or, you know, what do you do? Maybe you're going to play poker. You could do that, too. Maybe you're, hey, listen, maybe you're gambling on FanDuel or DraftKings, please sponsor us. One of those things. <laughs> Maybe do that too. You know, trying to cross promote here. Get a little W and FanDuel, DraftKings kind of action there. You know, either way, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be focused on it and you're not going to look like a crackhead because you're not going to have the jitters. W.GG is where you want to go to. And like uh, Jimbo said, you go, you put the promo code in there at checkout, ST Sports 18, all capital letters. You get 10% off there of your purchase. And in today's economy, you can't beat that kind of deal. So W.GG, promo code STSports18 for 10% off. There we go. Thank you, King, for that that lovely 
read there, I guess we call it. Well, I didn't <laughs> have anything in front of me to read, so I was just kind of, you know, the, the so improvisation. <laughs> so kind of, because I, I wrote down what our picks were, mine and yours, uh, from last week, just mm-hmm. to kind of do a review here. I didn't update our, our records yet, but I'm going to do that. I know the one week we have the asterisk. I stopped paying attention to whether I get them right <laughs> or wrong. I, I, I just, I gave the fuck up. Well, I, I, I think you still are. There, I have no not won yet. <laughs> um, so for the blowout, you took the Eagles. We won by three. I think yeah, it, was. it wasn't a blowout. Yeah, it, it wasn't a blowout. I had the Bills. That yeah, was a blowout. See, so yeah, you got that one. <laughs> um, I took the Chargers as my lock, and you took the Jags as your lock. I think the Jags yep, lost. No, nope, got disappointed on that one. <laughs> um, upset. I took the Cowboys, and you took Seattle. Almost got that one. Seattle lost. Almost. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. They lost. Okay, yeah, so so yeah, again, zero for three. All right, hey, like you said in our family picks, at least you're. How would you say uh, about being bad? You're con- you're consistently bad, at least. I'm not. Uh, listen, I'm pretty good in that in the uh, in the in our in our King Cup picks. Oh, okay. I'm ve- I'm, I'm well, not great, but I'm middle of all. I'm better. I'm better than I am <laughs> with these fucking blue picks. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. We're going with blowout, right? Yes. All right, well, I'm going to take last week's blowout victim that you had. I'm going to just use them again because I think they are that fucking terrible. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are right now, uh, Tampa Bay is at, they're at Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay is favored by eight in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm definitely, I'll take Tampa Bay. I'll take those points. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is, uh, well, first of all, their defense is, tremendous they have a very good defense uh and that Steelers defense without TJ is is not good yeah so uh it's got all the makings again Buffalo kind of showed out against them last week in Buffalo I think in Pittsburgh Tampa Bay is going to do much of the same thing I'll take Tampa Bay as my blowout pick and Tomlin was even quoted saying that he may make some changes to this team not just the players but coaches and everything um so for my blowout pick, I'm taking the Rams over the Panthers. Um, the Rams are favorite right now. At, I'm going off of ESPN here. Ten and a half points. Baker Mayfield just is not the guy they thought he was, I guess. Um, it, listen, that's not. There's a lot there. That's not so much yeah, Baker. It's it was Matt Rule. It was yeah that entire team. Like there, there is nothing. There was nothing good about. Carolina, and to be fair, you ask a lot of Carolina Panther fans. Matt Rule shouldn't have been there from the start of the season, anyway. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's like a lot of stories coming out. There's the rumors of Chris. This I wish we had more time to talk about this. The, the rumor that Christian McCaffrey, um, the Eagles are the top landing spot for him. I don't know why we would. I mean, he's a good talent. I'm not saying that you know for this way, but why would he come to Philly? Miles Sanders is playing really well, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the Rams over the Panthers. Uh, all right. Now I was gonna say, where were you hearing the rumors on? Uh, CBS, NFL listed their top landing spots for them. I want to know who those reporters are because I would love to have maybe some of the ketamine or uh, you know <laughs> yeah. the, the particular mushrooms that they that's, have. That's why I understand. To, why I'm trying Philly. to dabble more into the into the drug world. So yeah, uh, you know, trying to move beyond just the marijuana. I mean, they, so they, we'll they see. had they had we'll the bills see. on there. Like they had some teams that made sense, but Philly just did not make sense. Yeah, no, and plus here's the other thing too. Like he might look to go places simply because 
he he he's never healthy. Again, he's never healthy. We talk about Carter Hurt Flyers. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is never available because he's always fucking hurt. So no matter doesn't matter how good you are, the best ability is availability. And he doesn't fucking have it. All right. Um, so, all right. So let's go to the what we got now it's a BL, so that's a lock, right? Yes. Ah shit. <laughs> let's see. What's gonna be the lock this week? Who who's gonna be the one that's absolutely Sure, no doubt, one hundred percent, gonna win. Uh, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of maybes on here. That's the problem. There's not a ton of ones that I would look at and say are absolute locks because, especially the way some of these teams have played this year. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go out on a limb then, and I'm I'm gonna put my faith. And took her cousins. Ooh. Just one more time here. And we'll see. I'm going to put down as my luck. Because right now it appears that the Dolphins will be starting their third string quarterback. I was going to say, it's not a bad pick because of that. As Tua and Bridgewater are out. But again, we'll see. Again, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins is a fucking superstar. Yeah. And this game is at 1 p.m. So... I will go ahead and I will pick the Minnesota Vikings to beat Miami in Miami. Right now, the Vikings are three-point favorites on the road. So that's really more like seven-point favorites, uh, if you want to think about it, uh, which nobody does. So, uh, so yeah, I'll, that, that's, that's what I'll go with. I'll go Minnesota over Miami as my lock. All right. Um, so for mine, <clears throat> I, now brace yourself here. Bracing this, myself. This this may be my third, you know, uh, pick of the of the year that makes you not even talk anymore. Um, I'm going as my lock. The Jaguars finally get the monkey off their back and beat the Colts. What do you mean finally get the monkey off their back? They beat the Colts all the fucking time. Or oh, that's right. The Colts are the ones that don't beat the Jaguars. Right. Well, I'm still going Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I completely fucked up that entire thing. Yeah. But I'm still going to Jaguars. Cold sweat. <laughs> so that's, why, that's why I was like, why is Indy only one and a half favorite, though? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Either it's way. because they got shut out by Jacksonville or earlier in a year. Maybe that's why and I'm thinking of. After that Thursday night game, they can eat ass yeah. at this point. I don't care. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. That's. that's that's uh, it's, it's been a long day. Fucking hilarious. That's <laughs> uh, it's it's because the game's not in Jacksonville. No, it's, it's so in Indianapolis Indy. has beaten Jacksonville in Indianapolis. Uh, the last couple times they played there, it's Indianapolis can't beat them when they're in Jacksonville. Will yeah? Here, here's the thing: they Indianapolis has to win this game. Oh yeah, they have to win this game, and if they don't, their season's cooked. Yeah, I think they're done. But again, if you now you look on the flip side of that, if Jacksonville wins this game, they're right back in the driver's seat. Yeah, because they'll, they'll be three and three, which is and, not a bad record. Which in the AFC South is fucking tremendous, almost unbeatable. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, because that's it. The Titans are kind of coming on a little bit again. Uh, but again, even if I think Jacksonville loses, I don't think it's the end of the world for them. Like where it is for Indianapolis. If Indianapolis loses, fucking light Lucas Oil Stadium on fire. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess. Uh so 
I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I it's, it's, listen. It's hard to pick the Colts for anything now, so that's that might not be a bad lock pick. All right, onto your upset pick. All right, so we got the B, we got the L. Uh, no, this is not a BLT. We'll go with the U here. <laughs> uh, and my upset pick. <laughs> oh man, do I want to get that ballsy? Do I want to get that ballsy? I think. Uh, all right, shit. Might as well. Like, what do I care? I'm not fucking winning anything anyway. Uh, oh, I didn't okay. tell you that there's a hundred dollar grand prize at the end of the season. Yeah, kiss my ass. I'm lazy, <laughs> such thing. Uh, for my upset pick, I'm gonna go with on the road. Seven point underdogs. I'm gonna go with the New York Football Jetropolitans defeating wow. the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Wow. That is going to be my upset pick. I'll tell you what, the Packers, while good and okay, are still a bit of a mess. Uh, as we saw, definitely in at least the second half of that game, their defense is not world beaters, uh, and they can definitely be had. And the, the Packers' offense, if put up against the stout defense, is not going to score a ton of points. And the Jets' defense, believe it or not, I think is legitimately a good defense. And, and that's the thing, too, is if the Packers lose, they're going to be 3-3 three and three in a, a tough division. Depending on, and depending if Minnesota, if Minnesota then beats Miami, they'd be 5-1. and one. Yeah. Wow. So you're talking Minnesota would have a two-game lead on the Packers in a tight division, which is huge. Yeah. Uh... Then you'd also have to look on the flip side. Man, if the Jets win, all of a sudden the Jets are four and two. Holy shit! Yeah, in a in a in a division where you're pretty sure the Bills are going to run away with it, but that leaves that open for a for a wild card spot that the Jets could definitely get. Yeah, that especially now with Miami falling off and with New England being fucking terrible. Yeah, I I tell you what, it's a big game, and you got. You know, Zach the MILF Hunter there, who played very well last game. Uh, this is a big step up in competition. You know, is, is it a lock? No, because it's not my lock pick. You yeah. know, and again, would it be an upset if they win? Would it be a shock if they won? Absolutely. That's why it's the upset pick. But I will go with the New York Jets to beat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field as seven-point underdogs. So for my upset pick, I'm just going to get right to it. I'm staying in the state of New York. I'm going with the Giants. I'm picking the Giants, who are a six-point underdog uh, here with, on ESPN. Um, I got to start using FanDuel, so we get the same point spreads here. But uh, uh, we, put, we well, first of all, first of all, first of all, we play in New Jersey. Yeah, New York. As as um, a, as, a, as a New Jersey, <laughs> listen, I love the New York Giants, but we play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> so respect, so, respect so, it. So they should be the New Jersey Giants. There's two, there. Listen, you see shirts and stuff like that all around. I even made a couple oh, up yeah. on Teespring for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah, there's Jersey pride there too. You know, they have the New York Giants, but you know, they, they, you know, they do play. They do play in Jersey. Just saying, <laughs> home of Taylor Ham and Diners, baby, Jersey. I thought you were gonna say the other Taylor. I was gonna cut you off right there. No, um, no, she's apparently an Eagles fan. So yeah, that's oh man, that, that makes me feel dirty now. Oh, but, Taylor uh, <laughs> Swift does make me feel dirty. I will tell you that. But yeah, no, I I, I think. Oh, I think uh, I'm on a couple of lists now just for just saying that. <laughs> um, I I think as long as the Giants 
like their MO all the year, keeps it close. They could pull this out if they just contain Lamar Jackson somehow. Um, I think they could pull it out. So that that's my upset pick is the Giants. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> you, you, you know, what's funny is like I I would thought by this point of the season some of these point spreads teams or whatever would have been a little bit more closer, a little bit harder to pick, but we got like four or five different games each week to, to pick from, you know, as far as the rules yeah, are. But we don't know. But here's the other thing too. We don't know. And that's the other thing I've learned about this year is that we don't know. We've seen some of them where it's like, oh yeah, this team, fuck it sucks. They're going to get fucking destroyed. And it's like, oh no. Okay. They won this week. Not only that, but they went going away. Like when, when Detroit played uh, New England this past week, my thought process was, well, yeah, Detroit's defense sucks, but they have they have the number one offense in the NFL. New England's not playing all that well. Fuck, Detroit should win this game. You know, even if it's a little bit closer, they'll win this. Not only did they not win, they got shut the fuck out. Yeah. The power. Don't listen. Don't ever underestimate the power of Pat the Patriot. Apparently, <laughs> but like that's that's you know that that's what this year has been. It's been just a crazy fucking year that you can't ever imagine or think what's going on. Uh, and and uh, you know we're all just kind of we're all just kind of dealing with it. That's why uh, that's why Jackie, my fiance, she's on top of the the yeah the, the King Cup picks yeah. that we do, is because like she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. But you know it's just the, the games are so weird. Oh, I'm getting a look. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Hi, <laughs> um, that's not true. She's actually very smart. She knows what she's doing. And that's what, listen, that's the reason why she's got the lead. She overtook your ass. Yeah, that's, that's why I was surprised when I saw you say that. But um, So that was our blue picks presented by Dubby. Make sure you head over to their website, dubby.gg, to buy any of their energy drinks there. Um, use the uh, promo code STSports18, all capital letters, to get 10% off your final purchase. Smooth. Smooth as silk. Yeah, that was silky see? smooth. <laughs> I actually had some last last night for the race, but I mean, it almost worked for me. I guess I guess I ran out of gas. There. See, but listen, you're getting better. <laughs> I am. You're I getting am. better. You know why? Because the W helps you focus. Exactly. See, W.GG, ST Sports 18, all capital letters, get you 10% off there. And you can focus just like Jimbo. And you too can almost finish a race. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to be it for us this week. That was a good one. Um, I think it, it was, was a good one. I'm glad we, we shit on reps. We talked about how good, but hey, hey, Eagles and Giants, man. Look at us. Look at us here in the top of the division. How fun is this? Definitely not the Flyers or Devils this year, though. No, 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 no. So that's it. We got to take this enjoyment. While we can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo and King. See ya. Adios. <laughs>